The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And with that, let's get it going. Play the music for the people. Look, we only play a little bit of that intro music, you know? I guess we, we don't have the rights to free music. That's how low the bottom line bombs are. But welcome to the bottom line bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, your host, the man in the box. We'll get to that to the later. Um, bringing you a new episode of bottom line bombs, the divisional round playoff games. We're getting down to the end. Last week was the super wild card made up thing that actually turned out to be pretty great. Six games, big week in Vegas. This is my. This used to be my favorite weekend, a divisional round, the four game divisional round because that's Saturday nighter, and uh, I don't know. They're usually really good games. The AFC NFC title games is good, but it's just a two. Super Bowl's always well. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I'm the show. It gives you picks with bits each week. It was for the contest, the circuit contest, and a survivor. We lost all of that, all the losses, but they want me to keep going through the playoffs, and I am. And I will continue to do this show, I believe, after the football season. We'll get to that later. Um, also starting up an XFL show with Kobe Dant. That's fun. Uh, let's talk about last weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, before we get into this week. we got four games this weekend and a Man in a Box segment that we're going to break down. All four games. I'll break, give a pick for each one. Pick with a bit. And a Man in a Box. Last week we had uh we did it all right last week. We gave out well, we picked all six. I think we went four and two or something like that. Um we had some winners. Finally. And some losers. Cause here's the thing. We lost the Buffalo pick. I think everyone in the world lost Buffalo. If you took if you if you had Miami, good for you. Um, I don't believe you, but good for you. Also, why? Why did you have Miami? Other than other than that they covered. Should have won. That would have been funny if they would have won. They got outgained by like five to one. They still almost won. Um, well, what's funny is we had, so we had uh, Dallas over Tampa Bay on uh, Monday night in a big disaster bowl game. Uh, we even put out, I even put out one, I put out some man in the box preview clips for the, uh, for my show. I like doing that. And one was a Dallas Tampa Bay. And I kind of just did a quick tight minute analysis of it. Um, Tampa, the Tampa Bay loss was just hilarious because um, everyone who everyone the next day is giving you. And I told you so about Tampa Bay. Even if they pick Tampa Bay, like, yeah, I knew I was going to lose. So I mean, this is what they were all year. That's what Tom Brady was all year. Yeah. But that's not what you were saying before the game. It was weird. There's one of those picks of immediate regret if you had Tampa Bay. <laughs> I kind of like those. Like what you watch five minutes of like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> you were like having a, like I have a family to go home to. What I can't believe I just left with this 22-year-old college student. What am I doing? Oh no, this is not gonna work out. What is she talking about? Tick tocks. Um 
But that was fun. You never see, usually you have an I told you so with people who picked like Dallas. And I'm not even bragging that I picked Dallas because whatever. When are, I don't brag about wins or losses because I know losses are coming around the corner. That's very touty for people to do that. But it's funny that people <laughs> people that had Tampa Bay's loss are still like just like how co- how cocky they are about how they knew they were wrong. Well, good for you. Yeah, you tell right. I mean, that's who they were. I took, yeah, don't know why I took them. They can't, because they can't admit that they were fooled. They were fooled. Like Tom Brady and his cryptocurrency, you were fooled. Um, so, yeah, even in a minute post, I was talking about that, like the little TikTok video that I made, or Instagram video I made. Someone put under the comments, this aged well. They don't even know what the fuck that means. It, I'm like, yeah, it did age well. I picked Dallas, and I it actually broke down exactly how. Why? Because people assume Tom Brady's just going to turn it on in the playoffs, and he's not. Like someone who left his fam. Exactly what happened. This aged well. People just love putting that shit in comments. They don't even know what the hell they mean. And then, I'm, then I'm commenting back at him. And then what am I doing now? I'm commenting on commenters online. There's nothing below that. Never argue. Don't argue with a dumb man. Proves you're no more or ignorant. Don't argue with the ignorant. Proves you're no smarter than they. Some, I don't know, some fucking quote that my dad would mail me on an index card when I was in college that did nothing that got me here in this box. I mean, not on his part. He, he, he was great. I'm the one who, who failed. Anyway, man in the box. So what did they do? So what did Tampa Bay do? This is my favorite move after, the playoff, after last week's playoffs. This is what happens every year. Teams that lose in that first round of playoffs, they, f- <laughs> they want to fire. They want to fire somebody, but they can't fire the coach because technically they're a playoff coach. So they just fire everyone around them. Every single assistant coach <laughs> except for the head coach. Like that was the problem. Tampa Bay cleaned house. Brian Leftwich, their offensive coordinator, the wide receiver coach, who was his name? Kevin Garner. The quarterback coach is retired. I don't. I can't do this anymore. May, they probably convinced him. Can you just retire, please, just so maybe Tom Brady can see how it's done. That a quarterback. You you know him, right? In the quarterback room or something. He doesn't listen to me, coach. I've never. I haven't seen him since November. Well, all right, just retire. The running back coach Todd McNair, the old Chiefs running back, he got fired. Everyone got fired except for Todd Bowles. <laughs> Todd. It's so funny. He, he's just got like this armor shield because he made, he made the playoffs. I mean, he's, he's, he was bad. They're all bad. First year coach. Man, it's first year coach. I don't, that wouldn't look good. Um, just standing around. Okay. Now that they're all gone, let me, <laughs> let me scan the old Tecmo bowl rosters and see if I can find I mean, Todd McNair. Just, it's hilarious. When you just get old players, coach, what else? Baltimore's coordinator just uh, resigned, Greg Roman, who's a great coordinator. But what are you going to do when Lamar Jackson's not playing? Not much. But you can't fire Harbaugh because he's a Harbaugh. Meanwhile, that last drive, they're going to tie down seven. To not use, to still have your timeouts was amazing. It was, um, it was incredible. And you, for some reason, you just can't, you can't, Criticize a Harbaugh with the shit. I think the, I always think if you Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, are they twins? Is one making a, the call from Michigan and the, the other? It's kind of like you know if you hit a twin and the other one gets hurt or something. Is he is he trading his unused timeouts to Michigan? 
It was incredible what they did. The horrible timeouts. But you can't fire him. He's a uh, playoff coach. Then you had the Chargers. Oh, my God. Staley, <laughs> they blow to 27 and nothing lead. Worst playoff, you know, comeback, whatever. Jacksonville comes back. and The Chargers. Everyone's like, okay, Staley has to go. Sean Payton, make, it makes perfect sense. But then the players vouch for him. We're like, oh, God, Herbert, shut up. We want to fire this guy for your own good. These kids don't know. It's like kids are divorced parents. You don't know. You don't, trust me, you don't want to live in your dad's house. It's going to be sad. You're going to have TV dinners. Go with your mother. It's going to be so much better. I know she nags you, but you want a clean bathroom or what? So they fired their offensive coordinator, Michael Barty, and uh, the quarterback coach and passing coordinator, Shane Day. But Staley stays. I can't believe he's his quotes alone he should be fired for. I don't even care. I, I don't even care if they would have won that game. 27 nothing. I don't even blame him for losing 27 nothing. Do you blame Peterson for being down 27 nothing? Whatever. But his quotes he should be fired for. First of all, <laughs> then after the game. What happened? Well, we didn't have a full uh, full lineup. Mike Williams was hurt, so that, that hurt us. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that did, sure. Now, whose fault was that, Staley? It was, that was yours. Right, right. Some reason last week he got hurt. The coach got him hurt by playing him. <laughs> and then he blames that for not really having a win. You're the reason why. It's kind of genius. It's kind of the way Doc Rivers used to be when the Clippers were losing. Yeah, no, man, I can't, can't blame all these other guys. Jimmy Fox's impression, so I won't steal his impression. But yeah, no, we're not blaming that. We're blaming you. I know. Can you believe? It? But just don't blame Blake Staley. Jesus Christ. Although I kind of, the more I thought about it, him playing Mike, playing the starters versus Denver in Week 18 in a meaningless game where Mike Williams got hurt and it cost them, obviously. <laughs> Although I think it's not as bad as looking back at. It, it's not as bad because I think because Mike Williams was going to get hurt anyway. That's what he does. Mike Williams just gets hurt. So you might as well get it out of the way. Plant versus Denver. Then you'll have at least a week to prepare for it. And they did. And it looks great. They're up 27 nothing. That wasn't the problem. Mike Williams wasn't the problem. Get him hurt. What do you want us to do? How, 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 if, that's what I, if I was Staley, that's what I would have said to the reporters. Why'd you play Mike Williams in a meaningless game? How would you not get Mike Williams hurt? How, how, t- t- tell me. Because the second he steps on a football field, he gets hurt. That's what he does. He loves to do that. All he does is get hurt on a football field. So better off in Denver than in Jacksonville, and you had to replace him at game and start scrambling. At least Palmer can get some reps this time. Anyway, that was was the Charger collapse. It was just amazing. I actually watched that with a Charger fan uh, here at the studio. I didn't think they exist, but they exist. Took it well. Took it much better than I did. Internalize it. And I'm like, you ever see what a fan of like they're all, they're all excited when they like real pump for every play? Like, oh god, he's really into this. And uh, the whole time I'm thinking, this better. Hope this doesn't go bad. If this goes bad. Uh, this is gonna be rough. <laughs> this is gonna be. Uh, this is not gonna go well. The other way. The excited as you are, if this goes and it did and it went bad, but he internalized. He internalized his home. Like, oh okay, he might kill a drifter on the way home or something. You ever be with those fans who like they just shut down and you get really scared when it gets dead silent? Like, oh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna bury a body tonight because they just blew his lead. 
maybe who's listening to the uh, Tony Dungy call of the game. Tony Dungy and Al Michaels run the game. What an insane tandem that. Why would you? Why did you pair? What? Why? Saying I can't throw Tony Dungy on a game. Oh God, he's just deadpan. Like an NPR radio calling that game. <laughs> there it is. They should run the ball. Punting is always good. He's saying, he's saying the most conservative shit in the world. Tony Dungy took some flack. They all took some flack for that game. For one, for being quiet. And Tony Dungy's like, they, they, they wanted Tony Dungy to get excited, but that was the problem. Tony, no fungi. That's right, Mark Vanna. If they wanted Tony Dungy to get excited, they should have told him that uh, Justin Herbert's gay or something because then he would have, then he would have hated him. He would show some fury if you don't know. Tony Dungy hates gays. <laughs> He's very adamant against gay marriage. Like, it's crazy how loud he is about anti anti gay, but and he just gets away with it. He's like, ah, it's Tony Dungy. He's a nice Christian man. There's always those weird, nice Christian men that are super nice, but except for the one thing, except for gays. Then I'm extremely, extremely evil. Then I dehumanize people. It's incredible. You know, he's doing for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he's another Christian. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah, Tony Dungy. Whew. He just tweeted out. What did Tony Dungy? Tony Dungy just tweeted out the fucking cat litter uh, lie that people love doing. <laughs> like, I, I can't believe it. It's so fun. When you, cat litter is what I'm trying to say. There was that lie. They said that there was litter boxes in classrooms because kids identify as animals, whatever. Of course, that's not true. If you thought about it for two seconds, you know that's not fucking true. And if it was, who gives a shit? Put them in a box with sand. Put your put your child in a box with sand, I'd say. Uh, so don't you tweet that out the other day? This guy's broadcast, NFL broadcaster. Oh, Lord. It's so weird when you see someone like that, super nice, obviously intelligent, and they do that, like, oh, what? You believe that? So you're not smart. Oh, okay. You're, but you're just brainwashed. My buddy Bill O'Donnell said Tony Dungy looks like cancer Bob Marley. That's a, that's a, I can't say that, but that's a comment. I just see on there. Kind of a funny look. Um, funny look. Anyway, uh, we'll, get into, we'll get into all those bottom line bombs and Trevor Lawrence and the Christian Trevor Lawrence. And uh, the anti-gay Tony Dungy. Uh, all four games and a man in a box segment coming right up, right after this. WinBet. After I tell you about WinBet, which is the official sports book of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. It's active in a bunch of states. There's tons of way to win, include live betting, same game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. So get your great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. You get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. No oh, shit if you hit a thousand the long shot parlay. Uh, there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so we know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older present in the state where Playthrough WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and you do. Call 1-800-522-4700.
you know, it could be someone else, you know, like I said, I, I called that hotline last week after the Buffalo game. I said, my bookie has a gambling problem. He keeps asking me for me for money. What a sicko. No one check in on him. Dox him if you have to. Uh, anyway, that is, uh, <laughs> that's that. That's that. All right, let's get into uh, this week's divisional round playoff games. Jesus Christ, 16, 15, 17 minutes already into the show. I haven't broken it down. But Dungey got me going. Quiet, Tony Dungey. I should do an NPR. Bottom line bombs is Dungey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, uh, you know, uh, Jacksonville is going to be can- at Kansas City, and um, it's going to be a tough contest. The point spread's nine. And Trevor Lawrence went to Clemson. He's 37 0 on Saturdays because Sunday he prays and he prays the gay away. He went to Clemson with Davo Swinney where he would baptize players after practice. And he said that they have NILs in the likenesses of Jesus, Harold Christ. And that's why Trevor Lawrence, who looks like Jesus and is straight like Jesus, won the game. Unlike the gay Justin Herbert. I'm Tony Dungy for NBC Sports. I'm <laughs> I'm endorsed by corporations. My hate speech. Anyway, here we are, Jacksonville, Kansas City. That was fun. I could, I could do that all day. That was comic. Sound like a Will Forte character or something. Uh, yeah, that's a fun thing they're saying. Trevor Lawrence is thirty-seven and zero on Saturdays. What a ridiculous fucking stat. First of all, how many? You know how many of these NFL players are undefeated in high school? College, that's pretty impressive. But it's also Clemson. I hate uh, Dabo Swinney. He's just a weird boy. Uh, what else are they making fun of Trevor Lawrence for? Oh, he came out and said that Arrowhead can't be as loud as Jacksonville Stadium. So people are angry. The Camaro head, says old Brady Novak. Kansas City guy said, that's what they call it. Camaro head, the white trash in the Kansas City stadiums. Um, they're going to show Jacksonville, how, they're going to show Trevor how loud it can get. With racist, speaking of racist, <laughs> how do they get away with? I mean, it's just amazing how they just can't stop the tomahawk chop. And why do they want to keep doing it? It is an intimidating chop. Um, this Trevor Lawrence, though, everyone loves him now. Brought the team to Waffle House after the after the big comeback last week. People called even Mahomes said that was a baller move. And they because a couple players said they want to go. They went to Waffle House after the game late night. But then they, the wife's got the wife got involved. She calls up for reservations to make sure there's room. All right, that's not how you do Waffle House. You stumble into a Waffle House. You don't make a whole thing about it. But you know that must have been fun. Got a comment from Kev. Chicago Cab. What Chiefs is going to be? The ones that sleep until halftime and come back or the ones that run out to the big lead and let another team come in the back door? Well, we're going to find out. I'm thinking it's going to be Jacksonville in the back door because of this Waffle Not because of this Waffle House. How many, what's going on in Waffle Houses lately with the fucking fight videos there, by the way? Jesus God. We talked about this on the Blackout Diaries. My other podcast I do with Sean Flannery, like, just the, the balls people had to fight these Waffle House. The, the Waffle House staff 
are tougher than Green Berets. They're like KGB. They're doing the graveyard shift employees at a Waffle House. And you see these drunks throwing chairs and this little five foot five blonde woman's burying the chair off. Fucking and when they form, when the employees form and like they go back to back, they're like the Avengers. You're gonna hop the counter and go back there, you're gonna be fucking dead. As Henry brought up, you go back there, first of all, they have non-slip shoes, you're on a wet tile, you're on kitchen tile, you're be you're it's like you're gonna be on ice. You know, someone else has skates, they're gonna pommel you. They know where all the weapons are. They know where all the green. You're coming in their home territory, and it's it's amazing how it's lawless. Once you jump over that counter at a Waffle House, it's like when a fan comes onto the field. Once you're in between the sidelines, players are like I can do whatever I want. You're in my workspace, and they kill these people. Whatever shouldn't have came on the field. Shouldn't have come over the counter at a Waffle House. <laughs> Oh, man. Eric Acosta says the Jags existed when Lawrence was born. They really hate youth. I know. Jaguars have been around. Remember that? That, that was hilarious the, when the Jaguars and Carolina Panthers were the expansion team. And they both made it to the conference title games. <laughs> and that was the end of the uh, expansion draft of having to give up players. All right, no more. We don't want them to be that good. That the original expansion draft, every team had to give up a player, like a decent player for them to be able to pick at. Like, ah, so, you know, one start off bad. And then they got two good. I go, what the fuck? I haven't been to the NFC title game in years. You got Kerry Collins is there already. Mark Brunel, what the hell's going on? So like, so the next teams that came up, it's like, yeah, no, you're going to be awful. Was it Cleveland? Was the next, whatever, whatever the next expansion teams were. Like, yeah, no, you're going to be terrible for years. You need to suffer. We're, no, no longer can new fans be happy. That's a new rule the NFL had. So Jacksonville went back to being bad. Then they almost made the Super Bowl Blake Bortles, and here they come to Kansas City. Kansas City's going to be a tough chance. The line's up to nine. Andy Reid, great off a of bye. I love saying how great Andy bye is. Andy bye. Andy Reid, Andy bye-bye. Andy Reid is off a of bye, and he is. He wins off a of bye. He, that's what he does. He's going to win the game. That's, that's happening. Kansas City's winning the game. But they don't always cover off the bye because – when Andy Reid has the bye, he has more time to come up with his ridiculous plays from inside the goal line, inside the five. People were so mad at that ring around the rosy play. <laughs> this is why I don't mind Andy Reid's creativity. I just wish he did it all up the field and not just at the fucking goal line. Like, they march all the way down the field, then they get to the five. All right, here we go. Tight end, shovel pass to the counter, fumble Ruski, flip it around, Statue of Liberty. What's going Jesus. Just run it in. Oh, no, I will play. But they did a ring around a Rosie where the huddle was doing a circle. Then they all scattered around and it worked. The play worked. That's what people don't know what I was talking about, even though they called it, it got called back for a holding penalty, which may or may not. I think the ref just called a holding because, because he hated seeing a ring around a Rosie. What is this? That's a flag. What's the flag? I don't know. I'll make it up. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm not, we're not allowing that to happen. God forbid somebody does something creative in the NFL and they get shit on for it. Ah, it's being cute. You're rubbing it in. Like I showed other players out in the Bron some Bronco lineman, forget his name, but he said he was furious for the Raiders because they did this ring around the Rosie play. And he put it, he's going to put it in his head to kill the Kansas city because they did a, because they did a fun play because they had fun. You don't have fun out there. 
You Tony Dungy it. Hmm. So, the reason why I think the Jags cover the nine, you have Doug Peterson, who's the Andy Reid disciple. Speaking of hating youth, Eric Acosta, Doug Peterson, he was the quarterback, he's back up for Green Bay, obviously, and then he started one year for the Eagles when we drafted McNabb. We, I say we, as an Eagle fan. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Donovan McNabb, and they had Doug Peter. They, they signed Doug Peterson just to be the starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bob McNabb learns everything, and the whole thing was that he, well, he knows the system. Doug Peterson knows the, he knows that West Coast offense. Like, yeah, he 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 might know the system, but he can't play the system. Have you watched him play? He, he he's not a good player, but he is a good coach. And he looks like he's 75 years old. He looks like the stepdad. And he's played with McNabb. Our age. My age. And he looks like the fucking stepdad. He looks like the he looks like the cool, like not cool, but like, you know, your mom brings him home. He's the new stepdad. And he's trying to be cool with you get with you kids. He brings you gifts, whatever. And, and the Jaguar players all treat him like that because Urban Meyer, the real fucking dad asshole, the abusive dad is gone. Thank God. And now Peterson comes in and he's bringing you an Xbox. So yeah, we'll cover for you. We'll go out there and uh, drop nine. Um, so we're gonna do. We're gonna go with. Uh, I mean, he looks like he's sixty. He always looks like sixty. Doug Peterson. I can't. He has. He had that salt and pepper hair though. I think when he played. You know, that's always weird too. Those those people have go gray real early. Like you have a friend who has like gray hair like at twenty five. Like what the fuck? That's Doug Peterson. Anyway, I love Doug Peterson. I have a I have a future ticket on him and winning coach of the year. Which looks good now. We'll see. There's a lot of candidates for coach of the year. And who knows? It's all about the press and who they decide what they see. So last week might have helped. He was coach of the year when he was down twenty seven nothing. Oh God. Anyway. We're gonna take Jacksonville plus the nine to hopefully backdoor, like Chicago Kev said, let the Chiefs too much ring around the rosy. They're not going to be too fast, but they're going to win a game. So Jack Hemfield, plus nine to cover. We're going to go in chronological order. This is Saturday. Then the Saturday night game is usually my fa- one of my favorite games of the divisional round weekend. And it so happens to be Eagles-Giants. What a, what a great rivalry game. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the Eagles and Giants cap here. And the SGP because that's the two the two co-founders of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network, Sean Money Green and <laughs> Ryan Craver Centric. I uh, follow them on online. There, Sean Green's an Eagle fan. Kramer's a Giant fan, and they come to a head this week. They are the Steve Jobs and Wozniak of sports gambling. They posted a picture yesterday. They did a show in Vegas. There's a Vegas studio of the of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. And they created this network. It's fantastic. And they're doing a show in Vegas, their studio there. And they did a side-by-side picture of where it started, where it began kind of thing. And they're in literally in a garage, you know, with a makeshift logo. Talk about parlays. And like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's two guys in a garage talking picks, creating Microsoft, Wozniak and Jobs, Green Kramer. I love it. Same thing. I'd argue this is more important. Then Apple. Steve Jobs. Fuck Steve Jobs. Fuck Steve Jobs. Um, Wozniak, I don't know. He seems like a good guy. At least the way Seth Rogen played him. 
in that movie. That's great. That is a great movie, though. That uh, you know what I liked about that movie, um, the Jobs movie there with uh, what's his face, uh, Rogan doing Wozniak and Kate Winslet. She's great, and the guy from Steve Jobs. It's all great, whatever. But I liked it because it was a response to the earlier Steve Jobs movie that came out with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher Steve Jobs movie came out and it was so bad. We're like, okay, well, we have to do another one. This is <laughs> this is not gonna work. We can't have that as the fucking Apple movie. And so, um who played the who played Steve Jobs in the Cause it is a um Hold on, I have to look this up. Michael Fassenberger. <laughs> And then Fassenberger, he was great in it. And uh, What's-His-Face wrote it. Um, so, not so weird. Fucking, uh, who's the annoying writer? Danny Boyle directed, but who's that annoying writer? Why can't I think of all these names? Guy did, uh, guy did Social Network and, um, I don't know you guys, are, I, I hate doing things alive because then they, um, Oh, Aaron Sorkin. That's right. Aaron Sorkin. He's annoying because he's so Sorkin-y. And I'll give him that. At least at least you can you, you know when Sorkin's writing something. When you really go, oh, that's some Sorkin writing. It's overly detailed and pretentious, but it's good. Anyway, that's a good movie. But the funny point is, this is Eagles-Giants analysis, I'm telling you. How do I get into this? This is what I do in the box. I ramble. I do ramble. That review is right. All right, you know what? Let me focus up. <laughs> So you have that rivalry ahead of our network. Me and my uncle, I'm from Philly. I'm Philly uh, my uncle, Kevin, he's a giant fan. Um, it's a good shit-talking rivalry, the Eagles and Giants. Like the, NFC East is good rivalries. Um, and Eagles-Giants, it's, it's not as violent as like the Cowboys and Eagles or Cowboys and Giants. Cowboys and anybody. Everyone just hates the Cowboys. Even Washington's a weird one. Eagles-Giants is a rivalry. They're very close to each other, and they're real loud, obnoxious fans. So it's just a lot of shit. It's just a lot of shit talking. It doesn't get by. There's a respect for each other of uh, just loud braggadocious. We know we're both assholes. They're, they're real loud mouth assholes, both sides. Eagle fans, Giant fans. And we know each other. Ours. We know each other very well, but we're very similar. God damn it. That's why that's why this this that's why this racist rivalry is so tough because you just can't lose and listen to these brothers. You lose to the Cowboys, you hear them, you're like, okay, well, I can I, I can I can justifiably murder you. Giants fans, you can't do that with like you just have to take it, and you talk a lot of shit. My uncle Kevin, Jesus Christ, it's always a phone call. Anytime it's a blog, I gave him a phone call for old times' sake in week fourteen when the Eagles were up blowing them out, and it's always like. His gag is always the same. Yeah, is this uh, is this McNabb? Is this uh, is this Ricky Waters? Uh, down the line, you know, whoever the asshole is on your team. So I go, is this Odell? Oh, don't get me started, Odell. I hate that jerk. No, you don't. I mean, you do, but is this To? He would love to doing that too. This To? Yeah, it's To. Do they know the game started or? Uh... So I'll just say Saquon, even though Saquon's not a jerk, but he's got a, you know. To an old Irish bookie uncle. You say the word Saquon, they automatically assume. Hey, is this Saquon? Oh boy. Don't get me started. 
So you got a rivalry where people know each other very well. The teams know each other very well. Third time they're playing. The old thing, it can't be the team. It's hard to beat a team three times. I love that. That's a ridiculous saying. San Francisco just did that for Seattle. Yeah, it's very difficult to beat a team three times unless that team is the Giants or Seattle or a team you've beaten twice in a row. It happens all the time. But, it's, but the Giants are playing much better. I will give them that. They're playing much better. But the Eagles do have a bye. Um, so who knows? It's seven and a half. It's a big line. What do you hear about coordinated? It's when, when, you, when you have a team that knows each other, the articles, they, they, have, they don't even know what to write about anymore, especially when they play each other so many times. So then you hear about the assistant coaches. All the assistant coaches that got fired last week are ones you hear about this week, how, how great they are. Now I got to read articles about Wink Martindale for the Giants, defensive coordinator they got from Baltimore. First of all, Wink Martindale, you can't just steal another guy's nickname. That's not his name. Wink Martindale's a game show host. These guys like Rob Martindale, like, yeah, we call him Wink. Well, that's what somebody else's name is. Yeah, it's his name now. He's a football coach. Yeah, now, now you're Wink. We'll take his bread. <laughs> what? <laughs> ah. Eric Acosta says, yeah, it's hard to beat any team three times unless the other team is clearly better than that team then it's very easy to do. It's a very easy task because you're better than the other team. Better talking about Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, used to be a quarterback for the Eagles, so he gives you a bird's eye view. What? Okay, great. Is any of them going to make the players better? Because the players are worse. The Giants just beat the Vikings last week, and that was the biggest fraud bowl of all time. Giants versus the Vikings, both frauds. Good for the Giants. They, they won. I'm not saying they didn't. But we all know the Vikings were terrible, and now they're going to play Philly and Saturday night. Philly and a Saturday night, by the way. There used to be, like, legally, you couldn't do that. You couldn't have games after, like, 10 a.m. there. You're going to give them all day to hang? <laughs> You're going to give Philly fans all day to tailgate? SEPTA is going to be closed or transportation because they, they don't even let the people on the trains that late because it's going to be so fucking drunk for this game. In Philly, people understand, like, hey, New York gets rowdy. Yeah, New York gets rowdy, but they don't get dumb rowdy like Philly. Climbing poles, eating fucking snorting horse shit. Like, they're fucking dumb. And they love being dumb. They love bragging about how dumb they are. From there, trust me, we're dumb. We're idiots. It's fun. Fun, but we hate it. You know, it's going to be violent. <laughs> it's going to be violent the kind of way that, you know, where it's just uh, dumb and it doesn't mean anything. They get upset when you get upset that you get that you hit them or hit them like, what? We're having fun here, aren't we? We just punch each other. We're having fun. That's what we do. We boo and we punch each other in the face. That's how we celebrate things. That's how I say I like this. I'm having a good time. I'm going to smash your face into a telephone pole <laughs> because we're enjoying the game. This is what we do. Um, so, yeah, Eagles at Giants. Giants are a hot team. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yes, he was injured, but he hurt his shoulder. Mitch, eh. They didn't run the ball that last week 18 game. And that's what 
that's what Hurts does. They they do they do flying quarterback wedge runs, which is kind of old school. He, they love talking about how he can leg press six fifty. What a ridiculously weird, good team. I, I didn't know the Eagles were going to be good. I didn't know they were supposed to be this good this year, but it's kind of weird how they uh, <laughs> the innovative offense of the of the Eagles when Sirianni was just quarterback whisperer, you know. Like we're gonna have this prolific offense, and they do have a high, uh, an efficient. They have an efficient offense, but it's all centered around the quarterback sneak. That was the gift the Eagles brought to the NFL this year: shoving a man forward. <laughs> they do a wedge quarterback sneak that's unstoppable. They have the most unstoppable fourth and one play now. They used to. Ne- they're the opposite of Andy Reid, who deals all these, you know, trick play ring around the rosies on third and fourth and one. They just do a rugby V formation where everyone gets to shoulder to shoulder like it's a deodorant commercial and just jam Jalen Hurts through there. That's the innovative offense. That's what people get paid millions of dollars to come up. So I say it works. I think it's going to be dumb and rowdy, fist fight, and um, maybe a little bit of hardness. I cannot stand if, if the Giants win. And you have to disconnect Uncle Kevin calls. So we're going to do Eagles minus seven and a half. Bob it. So I know he would do the call. He would do the phone calls back, you know, back when there was phone calls, you had a landline in your house, you had answering machines. So you let, you let the phone call go to the answering machine. And, um, once the phone rang in the middle of the game, and you were losing, you knew it was him. You knew it was Uncle Kev, that bastard, and you wouldn't let it go, and he'd just be on the voice. He'd be on the answering machine yelling, and uh, you know, and, and, so the voice would be in your living room like a ghost, a ghost of a fucking bookie, an uncle, a ghost of a fucking bastard uncle bookie. Shannon. He said that when, when the Flyers were in the Stanley Cup and the Red Wings smoked them the one year, like they swept them. And Brendan Shanahan used to be a Hartford Whaler, so that was the only guy he knew. And Shanahan was a scorer and had tricks. The Red Wings just killed him. First game, answer machine. Let it go to the machine. It's just him going, Shanahan, Shanahan. And you would hear that echoing in the house. Shanahan. And you couldn't end it. You'd have to pick it up and hang it up, and he'd call right back. He said to take it. So please, God, Eagles, win and cover. Anyway, um, let's take a look at the ad reads. I think we're out of ad reads. So... I'll take this time to plug the merchandise store, Sports Gambling Podcast, SGPN Merch dot store, I believe. Just put an SGPN um, store in your Google bar, and you'll see some new merchandise, Bottom Line Bombs. Click under Brands, Bottom Line Bombs. You can buy some merch of the Bottom Line Bombs. CJ Sullivan, you see this logo here, made by the great Blue Steel, Kyle Bolin. Thank you for that. You can get that in a shirt or a hoodie. And I also have a man in a box, which is a cartoon face of me in a box. <laughs> I just ordered some for myself. I'm just going to walk around with me in a box. Uh, so go ahead and do that, and we'll move on. Uh, we got two more games. That was Saturday slate. And now it's cool. Man, this is going long. I am really rambling. Thank you, everybody, for watching now on YouTube or listening later. You got Mark Vanna, Chicago Kev, Eric Acosta's. Um, Eric Acosta. Uh, Big part of last week's show. I'm going to go and say he co-wrote half the fucking show. Uh, Cincinnati Buffalo. Because he had those hilarious Damar Hamlin jokes. <laughs> I say that. I say that in earnest. Not, uh, <laughs> I just realized how sarcastic that. That's part of my problem. Is every, no matter what I say, it comes across as, sarca- as sarcasm. Uh, 
It was always a problem romantically growing up. Women never took me seriously. So I always, I always felt like I was, they always felt like I was making fun of them. No, I'm serious. I like you. You, you don't mean that. Eh, maybe not. Anyway, uh, Bengals, Buffalo. Line is five and a half because, well, Buffalo's got that image of being great and the Bengals offensive linemen are just going down like, I don't know, bowling pins. This is a weird game. So this is the game that was supposed to happen on Monday night, the Mar Hamlin game where they had stopped it and it lasts for six minutes. And then what, what's crazy is, so the league decided not to play the game, canceled it, whatever. But then to make up for it, they have next week's AFC championship game. If it's Buffalo, Kansas city, then it's going to be at a neutral field. It's going to be played in Atlanta. Okay. All right. I guess that's fair. But uh, what about this? What about this game? What about the Bengals? If the Bengals won that game, they were going to pass the Bills. This should be in Cincinnati. This game, yeah. Well, fuck off. That's what the league said. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I know. But this is uh, we need this in Buffalo because we want Buffalo. Okay. And we can't just find a neutral field. They're doing it in Atlanta, which is ridiculous. The dome, Atlanta. Atlanta was like, fine, come on down. We we love hosting games that aren't Falcon games. We have the SEC game here, national champion, whatever. College games, what do you want, what, what, a convention? We'll host anything but an Atlanta Falcon playoff game. We know that for sure. Schedule wide open. You know, it's funny that they asked the Colts if they would host a game, and they said, no, we're busy. We, we got something scheduled. You do? No, you don't. First of all, if you do have something scheduled, that means you knew in advance that you weren't going to make the playoffs. Which you didn't. At least you shouldn't have because you're supposed to be good, even though you weren't. You were a disaster. And so I think they were lying. I like the Colts lying because they were embarrassed. Because it's embarrassing hosting. Hey, hey, you guys, you're not using that stadium, are you? You mind if we have a, a playoff game there? You ever see one of those before? An actual playoff game? <laughs> Yeah, no, we're gonna fill it up with fans of other teams that are good. No, you have a stadium. I know you're 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 not good, and you never play in the playoffs. So we decided, yeah, if you want to show up, you can show up. You can buy tickets. And how, we'll we'll show your town what a playoff team looks like. We're like, no, no, we're we got we're we scheduled. We got the uh, uh, the circus is coming to town. The, the circus. Don't they have to plan ahead? Nah, yeah, it was just it was last second deal. Last second deal. It's like asking if. It, <laughs> Someone on a date the day before, and you don't want to admit that you have no plans. No, no, I got plans. I got no, I can't. I can't. I gotta. I have to binge. I have to bulge watch Chippendales. <laughs> that was my joke. I texted to um, the star of Chippendales. Anyway, um, so I love that. I love the culture saying they're busy. We can't host this game. So this game's gonna be in Buffalo, even though it should be a neutral field. The Bengals, they both got lucky last week. The the you know the Bills outgained Miami. They just made so many mistakes. They almost they almost lost a Skyler Hutchinson or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Skyler Thompson. Third string quarterback. And the Bengals definitely should have lost to the Ravens. That was ridiculous. The play that'll live in in infamy. The Ravens were about to score. And then a 99-yard fumble return. Right, right tries to dive over from like the two. What? What are you doing? Thompson, whatever his name is, whoever our third string quarterback. I oh, know he was. It was that was Hundley in the second string. They're calling that play. What do, what do you think that should play should be called? They can't decide between the fumble in the jungle, 
pretty good. Fumble in the jungle. The Hubbard yard dash, because uh, the player's name was Hubbard, who ran 100 yards with a fumble. Or I think it should be called the uh, missed call on a block in the back. The erroneous <laughs> that changed the result of the game. I think they should call it that. Mark Andrews, if you watch that fumble return, I mean, it's an amazing play. The place is going nuts. If I was in Cincinnati, if I was a Bengal fan, that'd be pretty awesome. But I'm not. Uh, so Mark Andrews is cha- Mark Andrews is chasing him down, chasing Hubbard down, and there's like 15 blockers for the Bengals. They're all and they're all celebrating. You know, they got their back. They got, they're they're running with them, looking up the jumbotron. Everyone's celebrating. It's a big party. Mark Andrews is weaving through traffic, and he's going to tackle him like at the 20. And then the one Bengal player just shoves him. Once he passes him, he shoves him to the ground. It's an obvious block in the back. And the ref's cheering. Everyone's just cheering because everyone's got caught up in the fucking fumble in the jungle. And if you get that block in the back call, I bet the Bengals don't score a touchdown. They look terrible. The Ravens were fucking getting to burrow every game. Kick a field goal there. and make... Harbaugh would have fucked it up somehow, though. So, whatever. Harbaugh deserves lose. Harbaugh deserves lose for not calling those timeouts. It's like he just wanted to cover. I don't want any trickery, fumbles, laterals, or anything like that. I need to cover. <clears throat> so you have this game where the Bengals look like they were going to rip apart the Bills on that Monday night, but Buffalo's been saying they got six minutes of film session in. We've been studying film. What? That six minutes before that heart attack happened. Ugh. Another thing they say, reason why the Bengals aren't because his line keeps going up. I saw it go up to six too. I, I get the old linemen are down, and that's not good. But the Bengals are a much better team than they were last year, and Buffalo's defense isn't that great at, get, at getting pressure. But another, I love this narrative that the 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 week after you play the Baltimore Ravens, like you're a dead team, like oh god, you're just flat, like you like you just went through a war. Every time they do war, they're an NFL team. They act like it was a prison fight. Oh, you play the Ravens, they stab you. You're just not healthy. You just can't get up. Like, well, how much do they have left in the gas? How much do they have left? It's a playoff game. This is the game they wanted to play. They didn't even play the week before. They had plenty left. They played six minutes. Eric Costa says it couldn't been a, could not have been a block in the back. Because immediately, the guy immediately put his hands up in the air in the, I did not do a block in the back gesture. That is correct. The old, <laughs> I'm not, what, what was not me? Looks the, the look around too. You see D-backs do that too. Once they pass interfere with, although when they pass interfere with someone looking around, well, well nope, not, that was not me. I'm not having anything. Is there no flag? No flag? Okay. Then they celebrate. I love when they get cocky celebrate after they know a flag is coming and then, and it doesn't come like, okay, now I can dance. It's too late now. You can't call the flag now. And he did do that. He shoves the guy to the ground. It's amazing. He shoves Andrews to the ground, hands immediately up. <laughs> like uh, up against the wall style. Nope, not, not me. That was not me. He tripped on something. Did you s- careful back there, ref. He, I think he tripped on something. Was there a sniper in this crap? kind of security we got here? Players are just falling down. So anyway, so the Bengals just played the Ravens last week. They just got stabbed in a prison fight. Um, so it should be a great game. This is obviously the best game of the weekend, t- talent-wise. Bengals and Bills um, both could win the Super Bowl. 
Uh, I believe the Bills will win the game outright. I wouldn't be surprised if Bengals do win. So I'm going to take five and a half points. Regardless. I don't care about the O-line problems. I mean, it's not good. I'll grant you that. <laughs> but I don't think the the way the Bills are playing are pretty sloppy right now. I don't think they can capitalize enough on us all. Plus five and a half. I will say if they are. First of all, let me detonate that. Bengals plus five and a half. But if they are losing the Bills, I would not put it past them to roll out Demar Hamlin, maybe get him to score a touchdown kind of a situation. You know, kind of they, they, they do is make a wish things when they let kids score touchdowns and players fake dive by their feet. Get Demar Hamlin out there, tug at the heartstrings, especially to the Bengals. Say, hey, remember when you did this? Hey, T. Higgins, you remember? Remember when you caused this to happen? He did not cause this to happen, but people were blaming him, which is insane. Um, this is insane as blaming the vaccine, is blaming T. Higgins. Some, some guy on ESPN. Although I don't even blame Byron Scott. Someone on ESPN said that. Saying, yeah, he lowered his head down there. What do you. But you make 24 sports talk. You make sports talk 24 hours. One of those takes is going to happen. But anyway, if I was Buffalo, I would, I would lean into it. Hey, guys, here's a guy who uh, had a heart attack because of you. You mind if he scores a touchdown? He almost died. And now he's on the field. Remember how everyone saw it? Well, he's going to score now, and we're going to win. You can cover. We'll let you cover. <laughs> but we just thought we'd do a situation. Ah, J. Mark, the man in the box. Correct, J. Mark. Part of the old, uh, part of the new XFL show. And me, J. Mark, and Colby D. are doing. We recorded it yesterday. That's going to be exciting. Uh, I'll tweet that out. February 18th is when the XFL starts. Some, there's some fun names in that XFL. Fun Roster names and a lot of uh, a lot of players you recognize. I had an off the field issue. We realized real quick as we broke down the analysis of all the XFL teams that a lot of these players have off the field issues. That's why they were in the XFL. Um, anyway, so we're gonna go with that Bengals. We got one more. But let's break down. So far, we have Jacksonville plus nine, Eagles minus seven and a half, and Bengals plus five and a half. So it's two dogs, one favorite. And now we go to the last game: San Fran versus Dallas. Line is three and a half. San Francisco, it's creeping up to four. I don't care what it is. We're taking the Niners here. This is just like the Gi- This is just like the Giants playing um, Minnesota last week, but on steroids. The Cowboys. Josh Cush Gordon. Gordon is correct. The Cowboys. They're, they're it's amazing. Cowboys fall apart in the playoffs. That's what they do. They love having meltdowns. And we thought it was going to happen last week. Everyone thought it was going to happen last week because they looked terrible versus Washington. Dak looks awful for like a month. And then they played Tampa Bay. They beat them. They killed them. Good for them. And everyone's like, all is right in the world. Jerry Jerry Jones is like, oh, if you thought I loved McCarthy before, I love him even now. Even if he's going to fire him. It's so funny when it comes to Tampa Bay. They don't even say that. They beat Tom Brady. We beat Tom Brady. What could possibly go wrong? Not that you beat Tampa Bay. Tampa, if you think about Tampa Bay, yeah, that's bad. Everyone beats Tampa Bay, but not everyone beats Tom Brady. We beat playoff time. Oh, man. It's so funny. So I think they're going to be in for a huge rude awakening between Tampa Bay and San Francisco. San Francisco is the best defense. Tampa Bay's, Tampa Bay's terrible. Niners Cowboys is just one of those ESPN historical. This is even historical. This is even ESPN. This is CBS. This is Pat Summerall. John Madden, 
Mm, fall asleep on a Sunday afternoon, the candlestick, the Summerall's voice, soothing Scotch voice with Joe Montana and the catch, Dwight Clark. And even in the 90s, you know, when you had Dion, Charles Haley, and Ken Norton, it was Michael Irvin guys. Niners Cowboys is a classic. It's a it's just a classic NFL rivalry. And they played last year. That was one of a Cowboys meltdown one, the old Dak run with the when they called a quarterback sneak with no timeouts, and then they try to spike the ball, set the ball themselves, and they're mad at the refs. No, you can't just set the ball anywhere you want. Anyway. So <laughs> so now it's gonna be Dallas at San Francisco. I just love the, I just like how everyone thinks, thinks they're great. They're great again because they beat, uh, they beat Tampa Bay. They beat Tom. They didn't beat Tampa. They beat Tom. Um, the Niners might be the best team in football right now. They're just destroying teams. They played bad last week and they destroyed Seattle. Even though Seattle's bad. I get that, but they're just destroying teams. You know what I do not, don't like it though about San Francisco. Is the, of course they deserve the hype. They're they're really good. But I don't like them talking about like John Lynch. John Lynch GM constructed this great roster. For, I don't like them bragging about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's playing great. Good for him. But then I, now I got to hear their interviews all week about what they saw in him and what he does and all this cognitive. We knew we had something with him. You know, all this shit. fuck you. You he was the last pick of the draft. As Eric Acosta said last week, they made him the starting quarterback like like they. <laughs> like they picked Carrie to be the prom queen. Okay. This was a mistake and it just happened to turn out. You, you traded all your picks for Trey Lance for number three and he was terrible. And you took Brock Purdy with the very last pick. Don't tell me what you guys know. You guys know nothing. Nobody knows anything and he's good and they're great. And then you, oh, you traded for Christian McCaffrey, the genius. Genius getting one of the best football players. Eh, I thought I thought getting one of the best football players in the league would help our team, and it, it was right. It did. It did. That's what they're. That's what these interviews are talking about. Yeah, the White Angel McCaffrey. What Chris McCaffrey's kind of fun. He's kind of underrated and overrated at the same time because of his whiteness. Some articles hyping him. So I saw an article in Athletic this week. It's called "The Gravity of McCaffrey." It's just about how he makes everything better by just being McCaffrey and the gravity, and everyone just at all looking at this tiny white angel run around, run a circle route. <laughs> he runs a circle route. Everyone, everyone is magnetically attracted to the aura of this angel, and then Brandon Ayuk runs down the sideline. He gets his speed from his mom and their dirty jokes. Another article. I mean, how many fucking McCaffrey articles are there? I remember hearing Keyshawn Johnson tell a story. He didn't believe that McCaffrey was good, so we went to USC practice and asked them, like, hey, is he actually good or is this because he's white? And the player's like, no, no, he's pretty good. All right. And that, and that was his analysis. <laughs> and actually, I, I kind of I dug that. So um, the Niners, are, they're great. The Cowboys are extremely overrated. You're going to get, I don't know. I can see both sides of this, but I think this is, this is a great, great sell high spot on Dallas and buy. You're not buying low on the San Francisco, but I thought this line was going to be six or seven points. I can't believe it's only three and a half. Um, so let's do it. Let's start. Let's detonate the last final bomb. 
for the white angel and the brilliance of taking the last <laughs> take your quarterback with the last pick of the draft. San Francisco minus three and a half. Detonate it. There we are. So quick recap. That was the bombs of Jacksonville plus nine, Philly minus seven and a half, Cincy plus five and a half, San Fran minus three and a half. Two favorites, two dogs. That's solid. That's solid divisional round ga- uh, handicapping right there. Um, and now we will. And welcome, uh, of course, thank you all the commenters, including J-Mac. We'll bring you in the box. This is the box. Before I was wide angle. Now I'm doing the man in the box segment to wrap up the show. Every week we do this. Um, I have this ridiculous hat on now if you're watching on YouTube. It was Irish Derby bookie, you know, hats, old school. Because I got a bad haircut, so I didn't want to wear a cap. I'm pulling it off. Kind of. Another bad haircut. I can't get a good haircut. I have thick hair. You can't mess it up, but it can't. It, I, I have a hair where, hair where you can't really mess it up, but it'll never look good either. It's just uh, <laughs> cop on probation. Ken Barnard said, yeah, I used to be a cop on vac- vacation was my Narcavelli look. This is cop on probation. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm in a box. Thank you, Ken Barnard for joining the show later. Um, yeah, I'm not looking great. I realize that I'm wearing a blazer now. Cause it's a big blazer. I'm, I'm wearing uh, my style now is anything that fits. That's usually my style. And regardless if it fits, I'll, I'll buy it. Big men buy clothes off each other in the streets. Like, that looks good. Can I think I wear that for six months? Sure. We just trade clothes. We don't know where to, where they got shop. Um, maids got paid. Thanks. Thanks for that update. That's good to know. Maids got paid. He's talking about our fantasy football league. Yahoo finally unleashed the well. There's nothing worse than, uh, having to deal with fan as a commissioner of fantasy. Like a deal with ha- having, to answer other owners' questions about when is Yahoo going to pay them. Contacting Yahoo is impossible, by the way, if you ever try to do that. Customer service. You have to call someone. What? Jesus Christ. I just want to know when someone's going to get $50. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't look good. But we're going to clean it up. You know, I, re- I, know, I realized I, de- I, I lost. <laughs> a couple years ago, I lost some weight. And then slowly last year, I gained a lot of it. Back. Well, pretty much all of it back, I'd, I'd say. And I... You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to see yourself from an outside point of view. Usually someone has to tell you. And as you get older, people get more, I know people get more nicer. They just don't want to deal with confrontation. Usually it's kids that give you honesty. I also realized um, elderly Koreans are also very honest. <laughs> they have the honesty of children, but the judgment of parents as well. I golf out here in Los Angeles at all the city courses, the municipals, the muni, the munis, Roosevelt's a lot, a lot. And it's, uh, I'm always paired up. It's always a lot of Koreans. They, they run the place. They're great. They love me. Usually call me. There's one guy, Steve, who's awesome. I don't know if that's his real name. I think they lied to me too about their names because they don't want us to mispronounce their names. So they said they make up an American name. Yeah, I'm Frank. What? No, you're not. Okay. Anyway, this guy loved. He used to always like, "Ah, you lose, yo, you lose weight. You know, you look good. You used to be like this." I don't want to do the accent. Like it naturally comes out. I'm not even doing it. Cancel me? You can't cancel me. I'm not on the air. I gotta be on the air to get canceled. But anyway, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, stop drinking." He was all, "Oh, he was always proud." Yeah, I'm very proud. I'm not lying. I'm golfing the other day. He yells. He sees me from across. Yells. 
Book a fairway over. Charles! I've known as Charles there. That's my government name. Charles, what happened? You fat again. What happened? What? I'm putting. You fat again. What happened? Oh my God, the holidays were rough. I'm going through a divorce. It's just no excuse. You're right, Steve. God damn it. So anyway, we're back. <laughs> we'll get back at it. I ordered, I ordered a salad today for lunch. So that's, I'll let Steve know that. And I'm wearing this ridiculous hat. Cop on probation. Anyway, speaking of cops, that was my, uh, speaking of cops, this is what my man in the box said. Oh, man, I'm rambling already. Oh, God, I'm going late. I'm going so late. I want to talk about, speaking of cops, though, on probation and maids getting paid and everyone, thank you for joining the show. We'll do this real quick. I want to talk about the murder case up in Boston of uh, Brian Walsh that's making the national headlines. He murdered his wife, Anna Walsh. Well, allegedly. He got arrested for it. But he's, he, he's, if you're not reading the story about this guy who killed his wife, basically, and he got caught doing the dumbest things. I used to have a bit about Dateline. I watch Dateline a lot, the confession murders. And they always get caught the same way. And this guy, this guy looked like, he, it seems like he was taking advice from my joke. I mean, I think he might have watched him on my bit online. That's how deluded I am. I think he watched my bit online and goes, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Because this is what they do. They, they pull off the murder and they don't think it through first because they, they're too lazy to get a divorce. So they just want to weekend it themselves. They want to watch the game. Like, what else can I do? Let's see. I know our work schedule. I can murder her. So they murder the wife, and then they get caught because they go to Home Depot in the middle of the night because they have no exit strategy, and they buy a, a murder cleanup kit real quick, you know? They're like, ah, give me gloves, shovel, rope, lime. Do you have lime? I don't even know what lime is. Do you have it? Google says I need lime for this operation here. And they pay with a credit card. <laughs> Wave at the camera. Is that time stamped? All right, I'll see you on a witness stand. This guy, Brian Walsh, his name is with a knee. He they they caught him at Home Depot. He bought four hundred and fifty dollars worth of uh, cleaning supplies, including a bodysuit, mops, baking soda. This guy's amazing. <laughs> He's his lies are so funny. So his wife went missing. He didn't report his wife missing. Until the cop showed up the door because someone at work, you know, she doesn't show up to work. The boss is like, yeah, she hasn't been around. I think she's missing. Cop show up to the door and he's like, oh, yeah, did I not call that in? Yeah, my wife's missing. Oh, so you want to file a missing report? Yeah, sure. File that. File that while you're at it. When was the last you saw her? Uh, she took an Uber to the airport to go fly away. That's what he said. An Uber. You know, there's, you know uh, Uber has uh, <laughs> records, right, of all their rides. Ooh, did I say Uber? I'm a cab. That guy, is, it, is it too late to change my answer to cab? It was easier when it was hitchhiking. That's what people uh, don't say realize about hitchhiking. More, it took away murders, not not as much mur like uh, hitchhiking, you know, killing passenger people you picked up, strangers. I bet that didn't happen as much, but. As an excuse, you could say, ah, got hit. some hitchhiker probably killed her by, by actual domestic murders. Like husbands killing wives, like, ah, she probably got picked up by a hitchhiker. <laughs> Cost says, yeah, I was just about to call you guys. I was looking for the non-emergency number. <laughs> um, it's going to go to trial. It's Kevin's, it's, all this is still gathered. They just arrested him. 
And then my other favorite thing is besides the Home Depot and uh, not reporting her missing, once they get your computers, you're fucked. Because we're so dumb. We don't know to, we don't know how to do anything anymore. We just Google it. Any question that comes to your mind, we're gonna Google it. You know? And once they get your computer, psh, you're you're done. First of all, he he didn't even he changes his, his Google history. It's usually it's usually just basic shit like, you know, how much rat poison does it take to kill someone? How do how do I murder my wife? How do I clear my Google history? Things like that. Why do I type with one finger? Um, he used his son's iPad, which I think is hilarious. Maybe it'll think my son did it. He changed the time. Another thing, Ryan just told me this. He changed the time on the computer. Like, oh, I'll just change it from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock tomorrow. They'll think I think, they think it's in the future. Like, yeah, that's not really how timestamps work. That's just a display. Yep, you just, you just change time as you know it on the internet, buddy. <laughs> so this guy's Google history is incredible. They read they read it to him in court too, and he just has to take it. How long before a body starts to smell? Is one is one. Is hacksaw the best tool for dismembering? This is on his son's iPad. <laughs> Here's a timestamp. This is incredible. This is all in one day. Can you imagine killing it and then and having like a neat clacking up do-it-yourself YouTube videos of how to get rid of a body? Listen to this top. This is this, this this is incredible. 634 in the morning. Can you throw away body parts? All right, that's a joke. You can probably talk your way out of that one, you know. Can you legal? I just want to know legally. Can you throw them away? Do you have to bring them to a certain drop-off zone, like like old medicine or something like that, or oil pans, you know, or propane, like a propane tank? I just happen to have body parts lying around. Nine twenty-nine. What does formaldehyde do? <laughs> I've, I've been curious. I've just been hearing so much about this formaldehyde. I was watching. I was watching uh, forensic files. And damn, if they don't bring that up every episode, I want to know what, the, what does it do? Five minutes later, how long does DNA last? That's a Google. That's what he, that's what he Googles. How long does DNA, DNA? How does it last? Does it last? <laughs> it's not a, <laughs> it's, it's not hair. I mean, yeah, it is hair, but it's also, people are getting convicted 30 years down from, Oh my God. It's your nucleus. DNA is your nucleus. It's what you're made of. Mm. 9.59. This is 20 minutes later. Can identification be made on partial remains? You know, two hours later, 11.30. Dismemberment. Dismemberment and best ways to dispose of a body. Just, just Google plus terms. I'm doing a study on dismemberment and the best ways to do it. Who got caught with child porn? That's what he said. Was the guy from who? Who said that? He's like, I'm doing research on a book about child pornography. Really? Where's this book? I'm, I'm working on it. This is amazing. Top 10 ways to dispose a body. Come on, buddy. Top 10? You'd really need 10 ways? First of all, how about top one? 
<laughs> what's the best? What's the best way? Eh, I want to read pros and cons. Maybe it's a funny list, like a Letterman list. I kind of love this guy. You almost have to let this guy off if he didn't murder his wife and mother of his children. So you can't. 1144. This is all in a row. This is all the same day. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. Okay. <laughs> what, what you should have done is what's the, what's the, <laughs> what way would have the least amount of blood too late? How do you clean blood from a wooden floor? 108. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? He's just, now he's just spitballing, shooting fires. Oh, this, this one's incredible. Oh, I got to go on this because the show's going late. 121, he wraps it up with, is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? <laughs> crime scene clothes. Is that a brand name? No, you know, like clothes that you commit a crime in so it becomes a scene. So do you wash them? Do you throw them away? Do you commit another crime with them? Do you sell them to someone else maybe? Okay, if I sold my crime scene clothes in formaldehyde at a flea market, let's say, let's say a yard sale. Can I have a yard sale and sell away all my crime scenes and then whoever buys them now becomes responsible for this murder? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, God bless. Obviously, terrible, tra tragic story, but I mean, what a funny, 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 dumb murder. And it's it's amazing. If you look, if you watch A-Line as much as I do, it's in, this is to the extreme, but this is, this is how they get caught. It's Google history and Home Depot. He also tried to, I will give him this, his Home Depot, he tried to pay with cash, which you, you should be on a list immediately if you buy anything at Home Depot with cash. Can we keep this quiet, these garbage bags? Also, do you have body-sized garbage bags? Is that a thing? Do they advertise them as body size? Oh, man, I'm laughing. Laughing and a-slapping. Anyway, I am CJ Sullivan. That was the divisional round of bottom line bombs. Make sure to check out the other podcast. I do blackout diaries with Sean Flannery, hilarious drinking storytelling podcast. Uh, follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken. Bunch of underscores. CJ Sullivan. CJ underscore Sullivan underscore was underscore taken. I think it's pretty confusing to say. Uh, Boston. If there's any fans out there in Boston, I will be at the Wilbur Theater Saturday, January 28th, 7 p.m. with the great TJ Miller. Um, haven't been on stage. I got needed to get on stage. <laughs> and so that doesn't go very poorly. It'll go great. It'll be a great show. Come see the man in the box and support me out in Boston. And then uh, I have other dates coming up, but I'll, I'll let you know next week for Contra. Thank you everyone who uh, commented on YouTube, on the YouTube live. Eric Acosta, Jay Mark, Ken Barnard, Chicago Kev, Eric Terman, who came in and says, it's hilarious. It is. It is. Absolutely. Um, that's it. So we're going to hit the, Hit the music and let's get out of here. Good night. What? I never know how to say goodbye. I don't know how to say goodbye. Amen. Um,